Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Commander Clash podcast, where we talk all things Commander. And this week, we are going over the best graveyard hate cards in the format. Of course, we're all not degenerates. We're all responsible gamers, and we play lots of these cards. Uh, so I expect this uh, this list to be full of S's and A's, right? Because we're we're very responsible. Seth, the most responsible <laughs> person of us all, always paying the one, always I, doing the graveyard. Oh, hey, God. Hey how now. are you doing? Hey, now. I played a Planner Void once. I remember that game. I remember that game. I'm the most responsible, but I'm, I'm doing well. This should be fun. All right, Tomer, Budget Commander. I think actually the most responsible of us all, a, a huge advocate of Graveyard Hate, although I don't think I've seen him cast it. He just talks about it. <laughs> Talk about yeah, it. Yeah, you've seen me cast Graveyard Hate. I don't know who's the most responsible. Uh, I don't know. You always got to have one in there. Just stick one, any of these, and it's fine. Then call it a day. You say you tried. Krim, the Asian Avenger, uh, very responsible. I, I think you, you've cast some of these spells on these lists before. Uh, I've cast one of your I've favorite characters, many of them. Ashiok, is here. <laughs> <Yeah>. mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, my 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 list of like graveyard hate of things that I I play. Like you you've seen me play. These are all real cards that you've seen me play. Most of them. All right, and I am the Codfather Richard, and I am a degenerate. I don't think I play any of these cards ever. Uh, so we are going to talk about graveyard hate today. So before we get into that, though, today's show is brought to you by Card Conduit, the easiest way to sell your magic cards. Card Conduit lets you skip all the typing, time, and work associated with buy listing, and the curated service lets you send in as many cards as you want with buy list valued of $1 more, and you pay just a 5% service fee. You can use their sorted service where you list and sort your cards and pay only 2%. You get a detailed report and fast payment once your order is processed. You can get 10% off by heading over to cardconduit.com slash mtggoldfish. And today's show is also brought to you by Nostalgium Inc. Nostalgium is bringing you graded Magic the Gathering cards and Pokemon. They cater to every collector and have cards as low as $5. Nostalgium is a card kingdom company, so you can expect the same level of quality and service. Turn your memories into a museum and check out nostalgium.inc slash mtggoldfish. So thank you to today's sponsors. And with that out of the way, we're going we're gonna to hit up the cards. We're going to go category by category. If you just look at all the graveyard hate, there's a lot. There's a lot of cards, a lot of cards, C-Plane, EDH. Uh, so we've grouped them into a bunch of categories. And the first one was called S-Tier for Other Reasons. Uh, so there are two cards here, Doubt the Voidwalker and Farewell. I don't think we need to talk about these cards. So Voidwalker is a two mana, three, uh, two. Uh. When a card is put into a graveyard, uh, you exile it and then you can sack the Voidwalker to cast anything exiled with it for free. Farewell is the sweeper that's modal that can choose artifacts, creatures, enchantments, and graveyards, exile everything. Uh, even if you didn't care about graveyards. You would play this, right? You would play these cards. They're they're S tier. Any reasons you would not use these, or any reason to bump them down from S tier? I mean, just play them in play them in every deck. Like, there's some decks where I don't play farewell, but like, really, it's so close to every deck that I think any deck that are in these colors, you can play them in, and it's going to be worth it. So, not really. I think they're they're pretty clearly S to me. I don't I don't think either of these are S tier in terms of dealing with graveyards but they are s tier in terms of you're not just you're not running them for the graveyard hate aspect you're running them because they offer so much beneficial utility that the graveyard is like the cherry on top i don't even i i think void walker is an a personally but I, farewell is a fantastic 
<laughs> I don't I agree with Tomer. Actually, they, they kind of suck as graveyard hate, but they're so good. Like Voidwalker, the minute you put it down, everyone's going to remove it. Even the people that don't care about their graveyard, like they don't want you to get free spells. So it, it kind of sucks doing its job as graveyard oh. hate because people are trying to get rid of it. But you're playing it for other reasons anyway, so it's so it's already in your deck. Also, uh, how, it, it's not hard to reoccur it, though, even if they get rid of it because, it, mm -hmm. you know. Unless yeah, your opponent sure. has graveyard hate, then, uh, uh, then yeah, you're in trouble. Unless they have graveyard hate. <laughs> <laughs> we don't believe in graveyard <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Although, those are, those are S tier cards, but we, we got to go over our, our ratings here. So for this episode. One thing, just one thing, though. Just one yes. thing about, about Farewell. That card is perfectly uh, acceptable and, and amazing in Commander, and there should be more co effects like that. Just oh, God. No, that card should have never that, been that, printed. It was a huge mistake. That's another we're podcast. in another podcast. Yes. <laughs> that's another nope. podcast. There's Sorry, I'll that can of worms. <laughs> that's another podcast. So for this podcast, S is I need a reason not to run this. A is I almost always run it. B, I occasionally run this depending on the deck. C, I rarely run this. D, I never run this card. Uh, okay. So let, let's let's start with the 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 most pure form of graveyard hate. Uh, this category is only graveyard hate. So this is like a rest in peace, a leyline of the void, a planar void, or Tormod's crypt. So rest in peace is like a two man enchantment when ETBs exile all graveyards. If a card or token would be put in a graveyard from anywhere, exile instead. So wipes the whole graveyard, prevents anything from going there. Do we like? these cards like they only do graveyard hate and nothing else uh i like okay so i like playing them i hate playing the, getting them played against me uh, but i i usually leyline of the void and stuff like that is held with the combo as well but i i think mm -hmm. these cards are great um I, I the only reason I don't play rest in peace is because people yell at you for it apparently so i i just don't play it that's that's why I don't play Rip. Oh, yeah, I, actually, I would play it otherwise. Interesting. Rip is a. I think I I did not realize that Rip was such a salty card, but I've heard from people that like they get very mad if you put a Rip yeah. on the battlefield. Re remember that game where someone was playing a graveyard deck and someone I turned was. one planar void? Was that <laughs> yeah, Seth? I think that yeah, was, that was Seth. That was got me. That, 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 that's that's kind of mean, right? That's I yeah. thought it mean. was funny though. I thought it was funny. Like I was like, yeah, you're kind of miserable, that, but like that's <laughs> but like, funny. I don't know. Like I, I play an artifact deck and I always expect the Vandal Belts. Like eventually my entire board is going to be destroyed, right? Or exiled with Farewell. I don't know. If somebody just drops an enchantment, they're going to be a big target. They have a big target on their hand, but it's not even guaranteed to be that effective too. Like you can drop it down and you could slow down the person who's going to be doing uh, crazy graveyard loops or whatever, or reanimation stuff. But until they want to do that, I don't know. It slows them down. You get a lot of, you get a big target on your head and then it gets removed and then the graveyard player pops off, you know, like it didn't. But it's not, but it's not just the graveyard that, that, that shuts down, right? We're talking about it yeah. shutting down dying triggers as well, yeah. which is pretty major. That's, I, it is, they are good, but uh, I prefer like instant speed graveyard removal when I want, when I want to, to deal with that sort of stuff. It doesn't stop with death triggers. That's very true. Uh, I run Rip and Zedru, and that's it because Rezu is a big troll deck, and uh, there's enough right, enough right. stuff gets. Give, give me a letter grading, Tomer. Uh, <laughs> that C. sounds like a B or something. C. A C. I, I, I don't. Okay. I don't uh. like. 
I don't Hawk. I don't like running these cards in my decks. Like I, I I agree. I think Rip is the strongest of these bunch because it ETB clears all the graveyards. It does affect your board too. It does affect your graveyard too. So it's not asymmetrical. Uh, it's fully symmetrical. And I don't like how much of a target it puts on you. And it usually uh, shifts away the threat assessment from the graveyard player to you, and then it gets removed, and then the graveyard player pops off, and then you're like, well, I've only had my rip. <laughs> these these so cards, Krim, did you have these at an S? Did you, you have these at, at, as an S? A? So I have Leyline as S, rip as... So the... Rip Wait, so you is, play Leyline in every black deck, that's what you're saying, Hundred, like close to 100%. I don't play these cards because people get mad at me. That's okay, why so, I don't. So, okay, so, so, so if, okay. if 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 it was the real world and like <laughs> and like I I you know it was I I decided I didn't care and I just started yelling at you and saying you're gonna learn today then yeah I would play these in every deck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so, so so Krim loves the dedicated graveyard hate. So I, that's an S. I think these are still unplayable. I if I'm uh-huh. gonna play graveyard hate, I want uh-huh. it to do something to further my uh-huh. game plan. I want it to draw me a card uh-huh. and replace itself or have some additional synergy. I don't play Stony Silence just because it's gonna like oh it's gonna wreck someone and like I don't think cards like that too are... though that's the problem. You play so does Rest in Peace. Like Rest in Peace like shuts down your own graveyard. Like that, that does the same thing. So I mean I don't I don't play these cards. I don't think they're worth it. Well, okay. So let's say I'm playing like I don't know if I'm playing like Tasker Leyline of the Void is free, right? I mean I can get it back. It doesn't hurt me. Yada yada yada. But like mm-hmm. if I'm playing some kind of like aristocrat deck, I'm not gonna play Rip. Right, that that's you, obvious. Uh, you got to remember though, there's like there's a opportunity cost, right? Like you only get a hundred slots. You only have like sixty five ish, maybe sixty slots for non land cards. Do you really want to like play a ley line of the void just to like hope you play against a graveyard deck maybe over something that's going to further your game plan? I don't like. It's hard In enough current- to cut down your decks to a hundred cards anyway without playing these like super narrow. Maybe they do something. Maybe they don't cards. In the current year, though. Everything has graveyard recursion. Like, it doesn't matter which deck it is, right? Like, that is actually a design thing they want to do to make it so that everything can play from the, like, something from the graveyard. And as long as that's true and it moves more in that direction, this be, these cards become more essential than ever. Yeah, I, I think Krim is right in that everyone can use the graveyard, but. It's not worth my time spending mana in a card slot to deal with it. Like, there, there is this really bad... You still got to get around bat. the swords before you play <laughs> like, like, you you sit down and no one is playing a graveyard deck and you have a Rest in Peace in hand. That feels so bad. Like, Rest in Peace is okay because it shuts down uh, certain triggers, but you're holding, like, a Tormod's Crypt or a Planar Void or something. Like, that's so scuffed. Yeah. So, I... It sounded disgusting when you guys said C and D. Because, you know, in, in 1v1, these are, like, S-plus staples, sideboard staples at the very least. But I, I think you guys are right. Like, I I don't think the average player should run these cards. I think there are other cards on our list that kind of do the same thing, but with much more flexibility. And those are your choices uh, for, for running them. So I, I will go with, uh, go with a D. I'll go with a- wait, a- wait. Question. <laughs> so if Never I said this. this was an S... Is that this is an S because I need to fill the S slot of our cards because obviously Dothy Voidwalker and Farewell are like actually just cream of the crop the best. You yeah, can you're get. saying these are right below those two, right? Yeah, yes, that's yeah. what I am saying, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. I just want to verify that S or A something up there. The rest of us are in the C D category. Yeah, I, okay. I, I, here, here's why. Here's why I put it low. We have this category called Can Trippy Artifacts. Yeah. 
Okay, uh, Relic These of Progenitus, Spellbomb, uh, Soul Guide Lantern. So they're all like cheap artifacts. So Relic Progenitus, a one-mana artifact. You can tap it, target player exiles a card from his or her library, pay one-mana, exile Relic, exile all cards from all graveyards, draw a card. Uh, so the important things with these things is you can just sack them and draw a card if you've uh, decided that your mana is screwed and need cards or no one's playing a graveyard deck. And they're cheap. So do we like these cards? Uh, I like Relic of Progenitals. Or Progenitus. <laughs> that's what I call it all the time. So I like Because like, I'm five. So, uh, editor, I'm going to need, I'm editor, need a proxy leave that, that in. That. <laughs> leave that in. Now, second off. <laughs> I'm used to seeing this in modern. And on top of that, this does have its applications in like other decks that care about you playing stuff from exile, et cetera, et cetera. So this could also be a an, an enabler, an engine piece. But for the most part... I think like Relic of Progenitus is fine, but uh, I actually don't really like Relic of Progenitus all that much, or Nile Spellbomb, or Stone of Eric. I do like Soul Guide Lantern. Um, Soul Guide Lantern is nice because as soon as it hits the battlefield, I get to exile something, uh, and then it doesn't cost me any mana to exile the, their entire yard. Hmm. Uh, so that's automatically free. Pay the one if I want to draw a card like Spellbomb. But the fact here is that let's say there's one problematic card, a flashback card, or something that's sitting in the yard right now. Um, well, Relic of Progenitus either exiles all the yards and gets rid of the the like you know gets rid of itself, or you they have to you target somebody and they they choose something from the yard so it doesn't get rid of a specific card where soul guide comes in gets rid of it and then can sit and wait and get its value so i do think soul guide is the best of this so am i ranking this as an s for this tier or s compared to all the other graveyard hates all the other graveyard <laughs> hates okay in that case i'm ranking this at a probably a b soul guide lantern at b everything else almost at a d to a c Wow, Crimview's graveyard hate way really different than me. Because this, I would play these over the rest in peace planar void tier like every time. I don't think these are like great. I do feel like I should play them more. But this is like heading in the direction of what I want from graveyard hate. Worst case, if it's bad, it, they cycle for usually about two mana, one to cast, another to sack it. So in those matchups where you don't need it, you still get a new card out of the deal. It goes up in value if you have artifact synergies. That's where I'm really excited about these. If I'm like uh, triggering something or just need artifacts on the battlefield to turn on metalcraft or something then these then these become very very good but i think like playing one of these in just any generic deck is fine because worst case when it's bad you can cycle it away so i would give these like probably a b like maybe yeah, probably a b measures, i guess maybe yeah. trending to a to an a these are half measures they don't they efficiently do what well, a this whole podcast i think wants to do right hate the graveyard I mean, and they're and all one shot so they're all one shot, right? You use it and they're they're not exactly anymore. Well, Whereas like rest in peace is forever and ever. So that's and on top of that, you know, all these okay, maybe maybe Stone of Eric does do so, like something a little more along the lines of what Rip and uh, Leyland of the Void does because it does shut down the graveyard. Uh, but like yeah, like it's nice to or I mean deaths, I mean dying triggers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like I don't know, I th these are yeah maybe th like the enchantments that we were talking about earlier don't cycle. 
Uh, but these are better. I mean, these aren't better. I don't. I, I don't think these do what I want it to do. Unless I'm an artifact deck, like you had mentioned. I mean, the, you're you're trading off the raw power of graveyard hate for a card. Well, right? yeah. Either you're spending some mana when you need to do it, or you get to do it for one shot, but you get to cycle it essentially. I uh, Tomer, where where do you put these? Uh, this, these Soul Guy Lantern is probably my most played graveyard hate. Um, and I put it as an A. Like, for all the reasons that Seth said, yes, it's not as strong as, like, a constant effect, but it costs just one mana. Um, it's modal in terms of if you don't actually need the Graveyard Hate, then you can just draw a card instead for an additional mana. That's great. And then uh, its ability to instant speed remove the Graveyard is really, really good. I really value, if I want to have dedicated Graveyard Hate, I want to do it at instant speed and I want to do it for a little mana investment because there's a lot of times where people have graveyards but they don't necessarily aren't doing anything with it or they're doing they can do a combo for example they play like a grave crawler and then on the same turn they establish the combo of like phyrexian altar and stuff and you want to have an answer to that at instant speed and this does do that with instant speed as well and i also like stone of eric not as much though because it's much better against graveyard like it's aristocrat decks because it shuts off all your opponent's uh shenanigans with death triggers and stuff and the also thing i really like about it is you don't have to worry about your own graveyard because your grave like unlike rest in peace your own graveyard isn't being touched here so you can do all your own graveyard recursion stuff and you can still run soul guide lantern and stone of eric and not worry about it i think soul of guide lantern is my absolute favorite and it's like even better in artifact decks uh but but this is like my go-to. Like if I'm just if I need to fill in a uh, put in a graveyard hate, old guy lantern is what I what I put in. Th this th right. these aren't That's... hateful enough to be hate though. This is not <laughs> graveyard hate. This is graveyard discomfort. <laughs> yeah. Graveyard That's, hate. It's, it's discomfort for the trade. You know the trade off of drawing a card, right? No, you can't, you no, can't no, have it be no, the no. best graveyard hate ever and cycle and be one mana. <laughs> That's not the Voidwalker. <laughs> okay, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay, so. For normal people, I would rate this an A. I agree with Tomer. Like, these are so versatile. They can trip. Uh, Soul Guy Lantern's probably the best. But personally, they're also a D for me. Like, I, I just don't Aww. run them. Like, it's it's a deck slot. Like, after you put in all of the responsible gaming deck slots, you, you have, like, nothing left for your actual deck. So, like, these kind of, like, can trip situational cards, I always cut. Should I? Probably not. <laughs> uh, but my preferred strategy is to deal with the graveyard in other ways, like win first, kill them, fog them out, whatever. <laughs> but like, it's still a wow. slot, and you're so tempted to cycle it on like turn two to do whatever and get to your real cards. So I Damn. personally don't run them, but I think if you want to be responsible, these are some of the best cards you could be running because they cost you so little. Do you just play zero Richard, graveyard Richard. hate, Richard? Like zero, no, but no. Like, I, I guess maybe you sneak in a bajuka bog, or is that even too much because it comes into play <laughs> well, we'll tapped and that'll slow you down? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, like I, 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 I prefer to deal with other way. Like let them put their graveyard engine down and then wrath them, right? And then like okay. hopefully shut it down like that, right? If they win on that same term, then hope you can fog it out. But yeah, like the, the other thing is like, is the miser graveyard hate even worth it? If you have one piece of graveyard hate in your deck and you can't even tutor it up, is that even effective? Like, should you be playing five <laughs> these you can graveyard get hate Urza. spells? You can, these, any deck can just run Urza Saga and you have soul rings yes. in your deck and yeah. then you have like soul guy lantern and then boom, like you're good, right? Uh, Ur Urza Saga is a good out to this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so speaking of another free roll category, which you can tutor up as well if you're playing green, the lands category. Uh, so Bajuka Bog, which is just an ETB tapped 
Blackland that exiles uh, a player's library, or it's not library, graveyard. <laughs> uh, we have Scavenger Grounds, which comes into play untapped. You pay two, tap, sack, a desert, exile all graveyards. It itself is a desert, so you can just sack itself. And then the new card, uh, Pit of Offerings, it ETBs tapped when it enters, exile three target cards from graveyards. And then it, it taps to add colorless or a mana of one of the exiled cards. So these are free rolls and that they're in your land base. Mm-hmm. And I, you give this an I'm A, Richard. Cut these. Nobody no, okay, cuts so Bajuka Bog. So, so I play Bajuka Bog okay. in every deck, but I'm, I'm beginning to think it's a trap. <laughs> like you just play it whenever you feel like it. It doesn't even do the thing you want because you're playing it on turn one or turn two, and you're just like, oh, I'm responsibly gaming, boys. Bajuka Bog, your empty graveyard, <laughs> and then that's about it. So I think I Richard. Think you're speaking two thirds of the truth there. No, it, in green that's decks, two thirds crop of the rotation truth. of a Jukabog. Yeah, tutor it up with the Traverse the Outlands. But in a non-green deck, I think it's a trap. I think you might as well just play an untapped land and call it a day. Like, and on top of that, that untapped land might actually <laughs> no. help your mana base as opposed to destroy it. Right? Yeah. So like, like Bajukabog is seen no. as graveyard hate. Overrated. I think that card is so overrated. I think it is it's overrated. A land. It, it's a trap for sure. Pit of Offerings. I mean, if I don't like Bajuka Bog, I definitely don't like that. Yeah, Pit of right? Offerings so, versus Bajuka Bog. But Scavenger Grounds, I think that's the only one that we don't, we don't, we put respect on that card's name because that card is untapped and it is worth a colorless utility source. I think that that <clears> card <throat> is the only land on here that is universal. Because it, it is the one land where it's free, right? It takes a land up. There's so many different utility spots in your mana base. Why not have this be one of them? It doesn't matter which color, uh, what, no matter what deck your, what kind of deck your deck is. Um, I, I think Scavenger Grounds is the only one that can come in and deserve the respect because it can be used at any point and still be a mana source. Whereas Bajuka Bog comes down, it's used its effect. It doesn't matter to me anymore. Right. Yeah, uh, and I are, are the crazy. same page, but Seth, you're crazy. Y'all are crazy. Y'all are They're lands. They're uh, lands. They're uh, MDFCs. This, this is, is the poor guy who runs it's all option, so. Yeah, how would you not play like? Okay, so Bajukabog, I think, is the epitome of S tier. Yeah, you're right. Sometimes, uh, sometimes you play it early uh, and it doesn't do anything, but that's fine. It's just a tap play, and the cost of that is not that high. Uh, Death Pit offering I haven't played with yet. I do like that it can be color fixing. Like in theory, it can be a city of brass if you. Exile like some multicolor stuff. So like maybe there's some upside there. Scavenger grounds, I actually I like in monocolor decks, but I think there is a cost if you're like three plus colors to playing a colorless land, especially since there's some other colorless lands I really want to be playing. Like strip mine, I rank higher than scavenger grounds when it comes to like a three to five color deck. And you can only play so many colorless uh lands in a five color deck. But I think these are like some of the best graveyard hate because they have the lowest opportunity cost. I guess I just view it differently than you guys. For me, it's all about the opportunity cost. I don't want to play cards like Rest in Peace that are going to do nothing sometimes because the opportunity cost of cutting a card that does something all the time is really high. These cards, sure, sometimes they're not going to come down at the right time. Sometimes they come into play tapped, but the opportunity cost of it being one of my 38 or 40 lands is so low that I put them in pretty much every deck that I can. So I, I agree totally. with, I agree with Krim's uh, assessment that Scavenger Grounds is actually better than Bajuka Bog because mm-hmm. I like it comes into play untapped and I really value instant speed graveyard okay, Like I'm gonna keep I'm gonna be a broken record on this, but I like it when somebody casts like a living death or something, it can be like crack my 
scavenger grounds and boom denied you know um so i i, I will put this in every mono color and two color deck three color and, and beyond these these cards do not mana fix for me i guess pit of offerings can but they don't mana fix well enough for me to actually run them in lands b a a for grounds and then b <laughs> for the rest i'll still run bajuka bug in like every two color and mono color black deck though like yeah the opportunity cost is so low it's so good Wait, so, the, so, the so only... you are you're of the opinion that Bajuka Vog the more the more interesting thing is is Bajuka Vog overrated. So Tomer thinks it's good. We should be playing in every deck. Seth thinks no, it's good. not every deck. Just like two color and one, well, one yeah. color black. Anything decks. that can support its right. colors. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. Two if you color, can pull it off. Every color. mono black deck, every two color black deck. Well, beyond that, it gets a little sketchy. Wait, do you guys I, actually I don't not think play Bajuka I don't Vog in mono black or two color? You don't think it's I don't good even in think it's good in mono black? Wow. Yeah, I agree with Grim. I think it's the, the inverse here. I think the more colors you play, maybe this could be better because then maybe you have the bounce lands to then get it like to reapply its constant thingy babobber effect. But I mean, even good. then, that, 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 even, that takes a turn though. Yeah, you, that, you, your land drops the bounce. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty scuffed even at that. Wow. But then in mono black, I d I definitely would not play this. Right? I just, Ooh, that's wild to enough. me. So for the record, I have played Bajuka Bog in like literally every black deck, every even five C decks, because that's my responsible gaming one piece of graveyard <laughs> hate. So the comments don't yell at me. Yeah. But as I was preparing for this podcast, I thought about it. I'm like, it's not worth the opportunity cost. Like, how many times has Bajuka Bog actually fulfilled its role and kept you alive against a graveyard deck or did the thing? And how many times did it enter as like the saddest tap land ever? Uh, like and a swamp the ladder, powers up right? your Cabal Coppers, right? Yeah. This could be literally any other card. And I, I think I like it. Like the opportunity cost is not free. So I I think it's a raid. I'm going to cut this. Wow. Yeah, it's not, it does not do what, okay. When you look at Bajuka Bog and what you're bringing it in for, it does that job poorly. And it it's a tempo loss and all of that. Like I, I, I would just play Scavenger Grounds because at least I have an untapped mana to use. It, it's, right? it's close to Voidwalker where you you like pretend it's graveyard hate, but it's not really. Except Voidwalker has this insane upside of being a crazy creature. Bajuka Bog is an ETB tap land. We don't right? slander. Like, there's no Do insane upside to it. And it's Voidwalker. like a 10% chance that you'll, it'll do what you want it to do. Oh, so we can't. I, we can't. Is that takeaway like from this podcast going to be don't play any graveyard hate? We have, that is like the <laughs> least responsible yeah, message on this to be sending <laughs> to to the commander. Please don't no, no, play green, any graveyard. Green hate is okay. You can crop rotation into the Bajuka box. So green <laughs> has the out for this. Green, it's a tutorable <laughs> thing for all your uh, non basic tutors as well. So green can play Bajuka Bog. Bajuka Bog lets you sleep at night. It's that card you can just throw into your deck and you're like, oh, okay, oh, I, I did it. The, I put it, a great card that's, that's a bonus in my security. Yeah. PSA. You go to the airport, you're like, yeah, check me out for security. I feel safe. They do absolutely nothing. They just waste everyone's time. Nothing Man. gets safe. It's PSA. I, like, I literally mm. won. Like I, I played on Sunday. I literally won. Uh, a game out of a glacial chasm lock uh, with Soul Guy Lantern because I just like uh, I instant speed tutored for it. Somebody was doing Soul Guy Lantern uh, glacial chasm loops with uh, Lord Windgrace, and I had no outs to it because my deck was a combat deck. And uh, instant speed, he put it into the graveyard, went, went to recur it again, and I just sniped it, and it, it was great. It won me the game, and then I swung for lethal. I don't know graveyard decks. Like, graveyard hate does win. I don't. Know. Y'all are crazy. Graveyard all hate right, does all right, win. All right. Where where is the graveyard hate in Bajuka Bok? 
<laughs> it's a okay, great. We're done, we're done with Bajuka Vog. We're done with Bajuka Vog. Creature based graveyard hate. That's also a mana sink. Uh, we we have two of these. Hell Li- yeah! Lion sash and scavenging ooze. So one is an artifact. That's also an equipment. Uh, you basically pay a single white mana to target uh, exile a card from a graveyard, and if it's a permanent, put a plus one plus one counter on lion sash. Uh, Scooze, if you target a creature, you put a plus one plus one on it, and you gain one life. Uh, so a bit of utility, a bit of pumping, and then you have to use mana to remove the graveyard. Do we like this? Um, I mean, yes. yeah. In some yeah. decks. So I think, like, these are very B-ish for me. I think they're very good, but I really want to play them in decks that care about what they are. So, like, Lion Sash is an equipment. If you're an equipment deck, you can tutor up in various ways, and it's going to be really good. Scavenging uses, like, for green creature decks for me. Like, if I have creature tutors in my deck, then I'm really going to want this card. So I don't just jam them in any deck, but in decks that are built around their themes, uh, I think they're very easy inclusions in those decks. I think Lion Sash is underplayed. Um, That's because true. W- whereas Scavenging Ooze does get swept because uh, it's just a romantic, uh, the w- Reconfigure can actually get so that Lion Sash stays after a sweeper, unless it's like Farewell or something like that, right? But if it's just a pure creature removal sweeper, um, it can stay around. So I actually think Lion Sash is pretty darn sweet. Uh, but the one thing is white has so many efficient ways to deal with the graveyard between rip and all of that other stuff that maybe I guess it is rated. Huh? Huh? What is rated to you? Crim? <laughs> I guess I, you know what? I think lion sash is a B. I think you're, you're right, Seth. It's still a B at the end of the day because maybe I'm playing a Voltron deck and this is the best way to give me some graveyard hate while doing the Voltron thing. Uh, scavenging ooze. I have a soft spot for it just because of my its time in 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 modern and even in standard to some extent. Uh, so I think both of these are solid bees, but the fact that they're creatures and a clock that is what you were talking about earlier compared to like the the uh the pure graveyard hate stuff. These are all these can also serve as a clock as well and to some extent life gain. Yeah, they always do something, even when they're bad. At least they yeah. do something. I, I put them at beast too. I agree with both uh, Krim and Seth. Uh, I think they're good, but you need to have synergies with them. So Lion Sash is in my equipment deck, and I love it there. Um, and then Scavenging Ooze. It's a green creature, and green is really good at tutoring up creatures. So if you are looking for Graveyard Hate in a creature-focused deck and you have tutors, uh, then Ooze is kind of decent for that as well. Um, it's not very good at like mass removing graveyards. It's it's about sniping key pieces that people are trying to recur uh, because it is mana mana intensive. But then they do grow into legitimate threats. And once they're like five fives and whatnot, uh, that's not that's not nothing. Uh, it's a good blocker and then a good attacker. So yeah, they're bees. Richard is not impressed. <laughs> really, you don't, okay. you don't even like these? So I play a ton of Ultron. Lion Sash never makes the cut. Uh, no, ain't yeah. no one gonna spend like four white mana to like exile like four cards. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> if I suspect you're a graveyard deck, I just grab a grafted exoskeleton and kill you before you you try to do the thing. So I actually don't like Lion Sash in Voltron decks, uh, equipment decks, even like uh, even with SRAM backup, scavenging ooze, maybe in a plus one plus one counter deck, it gains you life, which counts for something. But 
I don't know, C or something, but I never run these, even though there are plenty of decks that can fit these. Like, Lion Sash is so bad. Why it's is so it much so mana? bad? <laughs> you don't need to, like, because spend all your, your mana every single turn to get rid of Grey. You just hold up one white, and if anybody tries to, like, recur a random so thing, the, you get rid of it. The non-graveyard hate mode is very bad, right? Like, if no one is playing graveyards that you need to remove, it's like a two-man equipment that does nothing. Like, there are gross. so many so better equipment that you could throw in your deck, like Cauldra Pieces, Sword of Body and Mind. Like, there's like a billion... Whoa, whoa. They're in there, too. There's though. a billion things that are contending for your artifact slots, right? Oh. So you got to cut them to make room for Lion Sash. So I don't, I don't like Man, it. You just don't when you to put it like that, Richard, Richard, I get it. You are a cultured man. My opinion is you use other resources to get around this, or at least use the free ones. <laughs> like, I, I'd rather play Bajuka Bog over Lion Sash. And if you think you're a player, player, you kill him you first. You don't gotta win me over. You said it already. I, sword of Body and Mind. I, I believe you. Sword believe of Body Mind is, is anti-graveyard hate. Like, <laughs> Sorry, uh, Tomer. Graveyard and Tomer is not a cultured <laughs> man. Like, like, graveyard hate. You get grafted exoskeleton and kill him instead of Lion Sashing and trying to, like, in response like exile things right Ooh, I, just I, know, end it. I know richard likes his steaks I, medium rare i All guess right. they're playing <laughs> more graveyard decks on clash i guess apparently we should we should and then, and then i'll run spell bomb or something <laughs> not lion's ash okay. <laughs> uh okay creature base no mana uh this one arguably could have been s tier uh death ray shaman apparently people love Death Ray Shaman. So it's a one mana one two. It's a hybrid green black. You can tap it to exile a land card from a graveyard to add a mana of any color. Black, uh, tap it, exile in instant or sorcery. Each player loses two life. Green, tap, exile a creature from a graveyard, exile uh, a creature card from a graveyard, gain two life. So you can remove anything. You get some perks. It's also a mana dork. Was it S? Very low uh, one mana. It's this pretty close trap. to S. This card's a trap. <laughs> it's it, Well, yeah, this card's a trap. 100%. If it, Again, this is, remember what I said earlier? The others were like graveyard inconveniences, not graveyard hate, right? Like this this is a tier under that. If you were bringing but this, this in... A, it's a mana dork, though. That, <laughs> like, yeah. even, even if nobody's doing anything <laughs> useful, it's still but a mana This card is a sweet card, but it is a terrible piece of graveyard hate. Like, first off, it only hits instant or sorcery, right? Oh, and it hits you have to creatures. Pay a mana. It hits creatures. Well, hold on, hold so on. Instant okay, sorcery, it land, or creature. So, or not enchantments, yeah. not artifacts. Yeah. And, and what do, and let me, t and let me tell you, I'll tell you what. I hate artifacts. So, uh, the thing here is, artifacts are the main thing I'm trying to hate out in, <laughs> in all of, uh, uh, that's of true. Commander. Recurring artifacts is very broken. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and it, th that thing does, like, I'm sorry. Artifacts are above spell, like spell slinger decks. So if I can't hate that out, then I don't have a reason to play this card. So uh, Deathrite Shaman is only good because it's potentially a mana dork, right? It is not exactly guaranteed a mana dork because first off, if you're going turn one, play this. This is not a mana dork. Like, I, like it, it, it is, it is the well, same like as it playing be. it. You could, you could crack your own fetch on turn one. <laughs> so yeah, if you have your own fetch land to feed it, then yes, you have a one off. Which at that point, it is the same as a gilded goose, right? So, uh, I, I kind except gilded goose feeds itself, and this slightly bothers maybe a spell slinger deck. 
And right. maybe this is a D for you, Pim, right? Death Ray Shaman is one of the greatest one drops in the history of magic. This is exactly how I want my card. That's exactly how I want my graveyard to be, though. Like this is to me, this is how I want my graveyard hate to be. I want my graveyard hate to be a situational that if I need to get rid of a reanimation target or a flashback spell, it can also do that. This is what I am actively looking for. So for me, this is like at least a bordering on S. I don't want to play the rest in peace that does nothing but get the graveyard player. I want to play a mana dork that furthers my game plan and then in a pinch when someone goes to reanimate their big bomb, oh, my mana dork also snipes that. Look at that. Like it furthers my game plan. It's not a guaranteed mana dork. It's, yeah. that, is, that is true. And if you're playing a budget deck, I guess it goes down in value. But I think that uh, in a powered pod where people are playing like fetch lands and the normal mana base, it's consistent enough of a mana dork that it's a... Uh, it's something that I would consider a mana dork. Like it's gonna. It's, it's not like it's rarely a mana dork. It's often a mana dork, and then I'm sometimes like, it won't be. I, I see Tovers, yes. but they say something controversial. Let's go Tovers. No, it's it's, it it's, it's it's actually so vanilla. I'm really in between Seth and Krim. I really like that it it can be a mana dork that doubles as instant speed graveyard hate. I really appreciate that. Just. It's so much better in 60 card than 99 because like, okay, let's say, let's say you are running fetch lands. How many fetch lands are you running? If you're five color, then you're running 10, right? 10 yep. fetches. This card is great. But if you're like a two color deck or like a one color deck, three color deck, even what you're running like four fetches, maybe out of your 38 lands, you know, what are the odds that you're going to find one of your fetch? If you're like a self-mill deck, like this is a B. This is a straight up B. If you're in like a self-mill deck pretty high. or if you're in a high power deck where everybody's running like five color good stuff fetch lands extravaganzas and it's like consistently, if it's consistently a mana dork at your tables, this card is great. If it's not a consistently a mana dork at your table, this card is very underwhelming. And so B. I think you really need to have a deck that has lands in your graveyard very consistently for this card to be good. Thomas, so you're I saying in casual commander, you think this is the truth at, at a higher level, even cap. B. B. I think it's lower than that because even at the highest power you're the level, builder casual, Tomer's entitled to his opinion. Tomer's entitled to his opinion. I mean, I think Tomer, like Tomer's right though. The floor has to be B, right? Because worst case, if you're playing Madraltha or Sadisi, like some sort of graveyard deck, is this not like one of the first cards you add to a graveyard self mill archetype? It's a better Birds no. of Paradise, right? Like, no, I think it would be really? yeah, that, in a in a self mill. I, I, I am going to the D floor with Crim. We are oh. going to die in the comments, Crim. No. Oh yeah, we are. The most common you want a mana dork. Why don't you get a mana dork that works, like Lana War Elf? <laughs> like you don't need <laughs> this mana situational. Okay, Birds of Paradise. If you want, the other kind of, like, <laughs> like the, the, to me, this is like Elf nine to ten or something in oh. an Elf Ball deck or something, right? Like, Ugh. there's so many one mana mana dorks that actually guarantee you the land. And I think this is the case where 60 card has tainted everyone because in 60 card formats, like you, you're in top deck mode and you're like, oh, but I got Deathrite Shaman and ping him two, two damage a time. I'm going to win the game. Does nothing in commander, right? This is just a mana dork that doesn't die to like a bow masters on the way down, which is worth something, but you have delighted halfling. And half the time it doesn't fulfill its role as a mana dork. Half the time it doesn't do the graveyard hate thing because you used it for mana, right? Like you've tapped it already or you don't have the mana up. So I think this is corruption from 60 card players. Remembering how great it was in Constructed, but like 
Ain't no one draining out the table with Death Rite Shaman but as draining you top the, deck your way. The right? drain is like, not the point of the... It also gains life. Yeah. Uh, okay, sure. Drain is effective in 1v1, but we're using this for Graveyard Hate, which is far more prevalent than Commander, because everybody uses Graveyard Recursion. But it's everybody not Graveyard are, are you willing to shut down your Mana Dork to, to do Graveyard Hate? Uh, in like, some situations, you're just gonna yeah. hold it up in case someone looks like if, they're gonna do no, something no, and not. Oh no! Use no your if my opponent man, buried I alive the previous turn, I'm gonna leave it up. Yeah. Like you know, like uh, yeah. uh, if you're, I guess the thing is, if your theory on commander deck building is zero graveyard hate is the correct number, then everything's a D, right? It doesn't matter what we say; everything's yeah. gonna be a D oh, to well, Richard, also, If the I, correct I, number is zero, because if I was a normal person, by okay. the way, so I think that, that a normal person should not be running Deathrite Shaman. Uh-huh. Yeah. I will never even in self mill. Like you wouldn't run in Madrotha or Sadisi like a self mill because you have to have your self mill engine going already. What if you draw this turn one and you drew Battle Bond Land? I don't know, like another battle bond and MDFC bounce land. You're like, well, great, Tomer, please fetch, please, please, well, please. Okay, what if you <laughs> right. if your Madrotha deck doesn't fill the graveyard? Then you did something like, else. Oh, wrong. I don't have. Yeah. Well, then I feel I, very I comfortable. Five, that, once you have win. your five drop on the battlefield, you 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 you, you want to get your mana dorks online? Like, no, you can't. You can't just look at it as like I got to curve out, and if it can't curve out, where it's like then every five drop and everything is unplayable because you can't play a turn one or whatever, right? But you, just, you can just no. play a real mana dork instead of a mana dork that, that's only 30% of the time. <laughs> this isn't even so, a charm. So, so this I is not even a half class. measure. Ten, like quarter measure. 10 fetches. Let's say you're running the full suite of 10 fetches. Uh, what are the odds you get one on turn one? <laughs> oh, God. All right. All right. We'll see. I'm, I'm calculating as we speak. What you are know, the chances also- you have one on turn one if you're running 10 fetches, you said? Yeah. Uh, Let's say turn two. Even turn two is fine. Because you can untap a death right. 58. 58%. You have a mana dork 50% of the time, and it only goes down like the less fetches you run. Like, well, is it, that something you want to gamble your game on? It does go it also up. It does, does go up because your opponents have well. fetches, right? Like, that's true. That's true. That's true. So, yeah. I don't know. I think it, I think it's... Uh, if, you're, if you're built around, like, filling your graveyard, yeah, this is... Yeah. Oh, you're gonna have to play Sword and Body of Mind just to turn on your Death Rite Shaman. Hold on, don't don't disrespect <laughs> no, Sword of Body. Oh, bad no. cards to make good cards good. That's the thing about good cards. <laughs> this card is okay. not a good card. Oh. In Commander. Oh. Okay, I, I got I got an interesting category for you guys. Uh, instant speed utility. So I've I've lumped a bunch of cards here. They all kind of do something, and then do graveyard hate as well. Uh, so. Uh, which one should we start with? So, bl- blessed respite, probably the 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 one people well, will not like. Two mana <laughs> me. It's a fog, but it also shuffles. Uh, Calamity's wake is a two mana silence uh, that that exiles all graveyards. Uh, Rakdos charm uh, exiles eight a player's graveyard for two mana, destroys an artifact, or deals one damage uh, for each creature a player controls to themselves. Uh, Return to nature is a disenchant that also can exile. Uh, Encrypt Incursion. It's a three mana instant. Exile all creatures from target player's graveyard. You gain three life for each card exiled this way. Okay. Hot, do, we, hot, do we play any of these? Hot take. All of these are like hot garbage. Except no, no, no. Charm. Yeah, Rakdos Charm is is actually my ass. I'm giving it an S. It goes into the S Ooh. topic. Because out of all of these, so first of all, what do I keep saying? I love instant speed, graveyard hate. This is instant speed, graveyard hate. It's They're modal. <laughs> it's well, I mean, a lot of these do bad things. It's modal, and a lot of these do like I don't care about the fog, but I do care about being able to blow up an artifact if I need to. And then each creature deals one damage to its controller. 
I've stolen so many games of this nonsensibility. Like, there's always a go-wide deck that just, like, vomits out, like, a bunch of 1-1s, pumps them up, Chroma's Will goes for it, and then, bam, you rack those charm. And even if it's not, like, even if it's only, like, 20% of the time that you have racked, even if it's, like, 10% of the time, it is, like, the greatest feeling in the world when you rack those charm kill somebody. It is just, like... It gives me the dopamine rush like none of these other cards come even close to. And oh my goodness. And it, it is a legitimately a good card that happens to just win you games, steal you games, and it can blow up an artifact when you need to for two mana. Yeah, S. S, S plus. I'm surprised you would say that, Tomer, considering that this card's very good against your Kiki combo. Uh, like, like, that's right. It, it well, does Kiki time, combo. I'm never gonna live it down. Even the original like played more Kiki combos than me. It's fine. It's <laughs> this fine. is this is the style. Another style of graveyard hate that I really like. It's graveyard hate that does something more than just narrowly hate on the graveyard. These specific cards, I think Rakdos Charm is the one that I'm most like excited about. I don't know if I give it an S like Tomer, but I think that's like an A tier card. I think it's a really good card. Yeah. I, I think that Blessed Respite is also like if you believe in the fog meta, is pretty good. I find <laughs> this over literal fog, right? Like if I had to choose between one mana fog and Blessed Respite, I think this would be <laughs> the correct, the correct, the correct option. But this is we've this lost is... all our viewers. We've lost all our viewers. <laughs> Seth, you and I cannot, <laughs> even I cannot agree with this. I'm what? a fog meta believer, but you, you run obscuring haze and that's probably enough. If, you, if you're feeling frisky and want to run a second one, uh, we're excluding Tavares Pro. You would run constant mist, wouldn't you? And like, that's it. Like, are you running like eight fogs? Like we, we don't have room for blessed respite. Are you really cutting <laughs> this is, the other this fog? Is room this? For any this fog. isn't your graveyard hate slot though. This is replacing your, your rest in peace, that, not that fog. Just, if, it's if a way you can sneak an extra slot. fog in your deck. Yeah. Seth, Seth's out here trying to kill me right now. <laughs> that went down the wrong pipe. <laughs> the fog is not real. No, dude, this card is so bad. <laughs> oh my god. I played it in my fog deck only as a meme, right? As graveyard hate and as a fog. God, this card is bad. You would never play this card. <laughs> there's like, wow, Kerm is dying over I, there. Also, there's oh, other, down the wrong pipe. So <laughs> there's some other ones that like kind of fit into this that didn't make our list, like Kaya's Gaio, Riveteer's Charm. There's a, a few different charms that can like snipe a graveyard and be like removal or something. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another like sneaky way that you can like, okay, I play a slightly less efficient removal spell in my deck, but I get this upside of having this get out of jail free card if someone's about to go off with their living end or something. So I yeah. that's how I like to try to sneak a little bit of graveyard hate in my my deck is not the rest in peace but like sneaking in on some other effect which is why i like death right <laughs> okay. more than everyone that, else that's apparently. good in theory seth when was the last time you played gaia's cradle or riveteer's charm <laughs> or blessed respite do we actually play these cards wait hold no. on. i put rakdos from another rakdos stack how I, could you it is so good Seth, continue to mispronounce all the cards. First off, it's Kaya's Guile, and second <laughs> off, <laughs> that card Guile. the fact that that is not on here on this list snubbed that card is <laughs> God tier. I love that card. It, Crypt but, Incursion but, had to make it. I'm sorry. Crypt. Yes. Somehow Crypt Incursion made wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. I got to jump in for Crypt. So Crypt Incursion, I think, is sneakily underplayed. Uh, so Rakdos Charm is very good. But Crypt Incursion, that life gain, 
you like snipe 30 life out of nowhere. Like no one's expecting. It's 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 like a fog, Seth. Except it, it is. it's like fog above the life total. <laughs> like someone hits you for 20, you're like crafting crazy for 40. See you later. And there goes your graveyard as well. So so any validity that you had like, for that <laughs> went out the window when you I, said it's like a fog because fog okay, is bad. I, I, imagine this. You hit him with the sword of body and mind. <laughs> they mill 10 creatures and then you hit him with the crypt incursion. <laughs> I mean, I do think Crypt Incursion is actually good, right? Except you do have to be a mill deck or self mill deck, really. Do you just play it if you're not milling or self milling? I don't I know if you it's good enough right if you're not that. doing one of those so things. This, this is this is my extension of the fog meta. I'm I'm going to try Crypt Incursion <laughs> because it's like a super fog, right? Like you gain 15 life out of nowhere. No one expects it. It's, it's kind of graveyard hate, and it also does something when. Like, you don't need to fog. Like, you know, like, you can actually just do it and gain life. It's like a fog that lets you overcap on life set. I think I, it was in the, we're gonna, I'm gonna it was try in like it. the precon, the the Hobbit precon, and it was, it was good. <laughs> but I think it's best if you have a life gain deck like Sanguine Bond or whatever, and then you turn the life gain into a kill condition. Oh, yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, like, if you can veto and, like, have this, sure. Like, in a certain deck, this card is sweet. So, like, yeah. I would say, like, but there's, like, a very small. Yeah, it's a very small number of decks that will want to play this card. <laughs> so, so what's our conclusion on this category? We, we like it, right? It was like beach, I like Rakdos like, Charm. I, I like Kaya's Guile. Very card dependent. Like yeah. Return to Nature, I would never play. Like sniping a single card from the graveyard to play a bad, yeah. like Naturalize. Like I would just never put that in my deck. Same with like Calamity's Wake. I think like the two mana silence plus Exile Graveyard not appealing to me. So it really is very, very card and deck dependent. So B is Seth, probably fine overall. No, 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 Seth, you left out one more in Blessed Respite, right? Like, that's another one of those cards that are not oh, that wait, good. that's S tier. Yeah. S tier. Okay. S tier, right. no. obviously. <laughs> Don't sully S tier right. of it. Don't bring okay. down Wreck those. Uh, time Twister. Does this even count? The, the Forgotten <laughs> Tower Dice. So Your blue... $7,000 graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's Commit to Memory. Commit to Memory is the yeah. budget Time Twister, right? But there are a bunch of cards that basically just everyone shuffles their hand in Graveyard into the library, draws a new seven. So Time Twister is a three-mana version that's like literally like $7,000. <laughs> and then you have Commit to Memory, which is an aftermath card. And it's a six-mana spell on the backside. Like, wait, does the this alt? count as graveyard hate? Do you all play this? these as graveyard hate? I have never really. So I view these cards as cards that you play for other purposes. And then maybe like some small percentage of the time you use them as graveyard hate. But... I would never be like, oh, I need graveyard hate for my deck. Twine to so time like twister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, th th yeah. these are solid bees, right? I, I don't know if I'm ever using it as a graveyard hate, but actually, yeah. No, hold on. I don't think I've ever. Okay, if, you're, if you're not They're running bow masters, do you still run this card, crew? <laughs> I, oh, yeah. It, it, so you're saying if I don't play wheel, I, like like notion thieves and all that stuff. If, if yeah. you don't play Narset, if you don't play bow masters or notion thief, do you still play these effects? Uh, commit to memory only because it's something that gets around uncounterable stuff, but not because it's good graveyard hate. So yeah, these are these are these like are like actually pretty bad for, yeah. for for dealing with the graveyard. They're sorcery yeah. speed. They give everybody a fresh seven, so it's card disadvantage. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I'm not. Uh, if if somebody said, "What's your best graveyard hate in blue?" I would say soul guy lantern you know like i want to say okay, yeah so, so here, here's the scenario i'll lay out for you you're building a deck and for whatever reason you're running commit to memory it's in your deck already yeah, yeah. do you look at your deck and say 
oh, I need more graveyard hate. Let me put in a soul guide lantern or something. Or you're like, actually, I'm responsible enough. I'm good. No. <laughs> like, oh, what do you, what is, do you think? This is I not graveyard hate. hate. I would not this count is, it as graveyard hate. No. This is a D for okay. graveyard. Uh, okay, speaking of not counting as graveyard hate, win conditions. Uh, so stuff that like hates on graveyards, but like is actually kind of just like furthering your game plan in some epic way. Uh, Agatha's Soul Cauldron. Is a two-mana legendary artifact. You may spend mana as though it was mana of any color to activate abilities of creatures you control. Creatures with plus one, plus one counters on them have all abilities of all creatures exiled with Agatha's Soul Cauldron. You tap it, exile a card from a graveyard. When a creature is exiled this way, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature. Does this count as graveyard hate? Or do you die instantly because it looks like a combo piece and everyone's going to kill you and remove it? <laughs> what? Well, one question. Why is Primal Command on here? <laughs> don't worry. We'll get to that. We'll get to okay, that. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Second off. Uh, no. I don't. I'm, like, I mean, these are all maybe maybe some some of these. Uh, sure. But like for the like, example, like Shadow of the Enemy is six mana. Sorcery speed. That is Hold not okay, okay, okay. Crimson, Hold Let's go to the other cards we have here. Nautiloid Ship, Primal Command, Shavanry. So these are all like expensive cards that do something in addition to removing graveyards. So Primal Command is an interesting one. It's a five mana is sorcery. It? Target player gains seven life. Put target non-creature on top of its owner's library. Target player shuffles his or her graveyard into, her into his or her library. Search library for a creature card. Reveal it. Put it in your hand then shuffle. So, like, you wouldn't put this in your deck because you want this graveyard hate, but it does, like, a bunch of things, which is tutor up your crater hoof or, or whatever. Uh, Nautiloid ship, 4 mana, 5-5 five, five flying. When ETBs exile target player's graveyard, whenever the ship deals damage to a player, you may put a creature exiled with Nautiloid ship onto the battlefield under your control. Right? So, like, it does game-ending things if it, if it does things, and it's Notably, expensive because of it. It curves from sort of body and mind. Just say. So you could use your sword to <laughs> to mm. crew the Nautiloid ship. <laughs> you have a bunch of unpassable what? artifacts. I really like Nautiloid ship, but like all of these are too. kind of like eh. They're like okay. They don't they their their primary purpose is not graveyard hate, right? Like their primary purpose yeah. is to give you value. And they're if you're looking at them just for graveyard hate, they're just not doing a great job. Like Nautiloid ship, I think might be kind of legitimate if you're in a blink yeah. deck. Because if you can blink it, it's also not a creature usually. So, like, if you can blink it, then ETB... You crew it and then blink it. Yeah, crew it and blink it. ETB, exile target player's graveyard and reusing that, that's pretty decent, I think. But only in a blink deck. Otherwise, if, if it's, like, a vehicle deck... I had it, like, in a Shiriko vehicles deck. And just, like, stealing, reanimating opposing creatures over and over again each time you do, like, combat damage. Like, for a four mana, crew three, it flies five, like... This card's actually really just yeah. a fun, powerful card, but I don't usually view it as like, oh, this is my graveyard hate slot, you know, but that's awesome. And Agatha's Soul Cauldron, you see that on the battlefield, and you know you're going to die, right? Like, <laughs> is it that scary? <laughs> is it that it's scary? Yeah. Nothing good can happen. For you don't use people, people play it in People play it in standard is like their graveyard hate in their sideboard, like just with it's, no synergies, yeah, just to like select graveyards combo, and grow right? your creature. But you, like, you want to exile your own thing, but like, yeah, it's a great card. It's a fantastic card, but like, this is. This is this is my kind of graveyard hate. I want my graveyard hate to not actually be real graveyard hate. I you want, want it to be tutoring up creatures or a vehicle <laughs> that's like putting other things into play or like letting me cast all the stuff in your graveyard. So yeah, I mean, as far as just like, hey, I got your graveyard. None of these cards are that great. But as far as 
actually maybe going to show up in my deck. These are some of the ones that are most likely to, to actually show up in my decks. As someone who plays Shadow of the Enemy right here, like like in my decks, I this is not a graveyard hate card. <laughs> this it's is a, a one card, card, right? It's like a it's exile all creatures from target player's graveyard. Yeah. You may cast spells from among those cards as uh, as long as they remain exiled and spend yeah. any colored mana. So even after the spell, it effectively like, gets rid of all the creatures from someone, and then now you can play all their stuff. Yeah, but sorcerer but it, but it, that's six but it's mana. not <laughs> graveyard hate. That's not why I play yeah. it. I, okay, I, so so win cons we don't count, right? So their their rating would be like how good they are in in whatever deck. And I, I think Tomer like Nautiloid ship actually can just go in a random deck and be pretty sweet it's so fun uh it, it, it's pretty it's pretty strong yeah uh okay i i think crim's not gonna like this category i i called it the kind of graveyard hate <laughs> category <laughs> so graph digger's cage it's a one mana artifact creature cards can't enter the battlefield from graveyards or libraries players can't cast cards in graveyards or libraries so it like there's a bunch of these cards, like green has a bunch of enchantments, and there's a bunch of creatures that do stuff like this, where it restricts certain aspects of the graveyard, but doesn't outright nuke it or, you know, prevent stuff from happening. Do we play any of these cards? Garbage. I know they see play in like, <laughs> like they do see play in CDH, but we're, we're talking just purely casual yeah. as usual. Yes. Uh, I would say D, like I just don't run these. These have all the downside for me of the like rest in peace Leyline of the Void group, except they're not as strong as rest in peace and Leyline of the Void. So for me, they're like even worse than D somehow. Did we do it? Did we all agree on D finally? Yeah, we did. We <laughs> don't. The only don't. consensus we've ever reached. We don't because this is worse than a D for me. Like, these, these are somehow D's G left. for garbage, rated G for garbage. <laughs> Uh, like actually just hot garbage. <laughs> Cannot play these. Try again. <laughs> There's no way, right? If you're an artifact deck, you wouldn't care. No. Like if I'm an artifact like, deck. Figure's Cage is Urza I'd, Saga Bowl, but you have all the other ones to yeah. grab. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd go Soul Guy Lantern, you play Stone of Eryx. Yeah. Yeah. And they're also symmetrical right. too, so you can get yourself with them potentially in some decks. Yeah. And there we go. So uh, are we responsible gamers? Hold on, you are, left are one we... card off the, the no. list. Oh, wait, okay. which, which, which card is it, Krim? <clears throat> uh, Planeswalker that I love. <clears throat> oh, 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 yeah, yeah, we oh, got the utility. Oh, oh, we forgot. This is this is this is a permanent base utility. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's actually two cards I actually want to talk about here. So, so good catch, Krim. Yeah, yeah. Ashiok Dream Renderer, three mana Planeswalker, uh, five loyalty spells and abilities your opponent's control can't cause their controller to search in a library. Minus one, target player puts the top four cards of the library into their graveyard, then exile each opponent's graveyard. There's no way you're clapping for this. If this was like named uh, Gideon, you would not like this card. No, 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 no. <laughs> it didn't matter if this, even if this was Nissa in blue and black. You see that <laughs> passive right there? You see that yeah. blue and black man of a Yeah, matter, that, right? That, okay. Absolutely. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. But like, let's, let's make that green, right? The passive is what I care about here. It shuts off searching, and on top of that, the minus one hits opponent's graveyards. And on top of that, it does a little bit of sort of body and mind by milling four. So we love that it mills. It hates the yard. It shuts off searching. I love this card. Oh, yeah, this is... Go ahead, I put, I put this as like... Uh... 
high A, maybe even an S, like yeah, three mana. It it it's a soul, three mana soul guy lantern. It does. It's not modal. Like if its ability is not relevant at the time, then you just kind of hold on to it in your hand. But then it has that passive that if you're up against like a green player or anybody who does land stuff or fetches or whatever, you can just drop that down and slow them down a lot. The only thing is it does draw a lot of hate as any planeswalker deck does. But this is like three times the amount of hate, ten times the amount of hate because. Everybody either everybody's gonna be pissed off at you. Either the, the graveyard decks are, are pissed off at you, but then also the uh anybody who wants to search your library is pissed off at you. So this is gonna die. It's gonna die, but like you play for three mana, you exile everybody's graveyard. I think that's fine. And you if you're in a mill deck, then you mill yourself for four cards as well, too. Like that's nice. It's just a nice card. And, and, and to wow. some, die, right? To some mill. Let me explain it to so, hey. wow. some uh simpler hey. terms for others on the cast. Eh? Yeah. It's a fog, right? <laughs> it's a fog. Because it's people a are going to attack it. People are going to hit it. This, <laughs> yeah. this card, it's a, it's a, it's a four damage fog. I'm, okay, <laughs> I, I might be being too harsh here because I guess I could see the value in maybe some sort of self mill deck where I'm try really want to mill myself for four. But I see this card as like a C trending towards a D, like. It draws a lot of hate. It's not going to stick on the battlefield. It's sorcery speed. It's three mana for a Tormod script. Like, when I add all that together, I think this is actually just, like, maybe I'd play it in a self-mill deck. Otherwise, there's no way I'm playing this over the other options. But this could be I, I get Crim. Crim. Skip. There, there's anime Ashiok. You know, Crim, yeah. Crim is the premier mage. I get Crim, but Tomer? He's been harping instant speed this yeah. whole time. You know he's what? about to drop a three mana <sighs> okay. fragile planeswalker on us. As, <laughs> All right, B. As, Wait, you're right. You're right, B. It's sorcery speed that does hurt. Right, because hurt. if they spend their turn answering this, their resources, you've already exiled the yard. If they don't answer it, then it continues to stay on the board, shutting off all the tutors. If it's a slow game and there's no pressure on board except for maybe one creature, this definitely stays, assuming that any deck that plays this can probably answer the one creature. And then, so yeah, like, I don't know, this this is a very good card. It it, it does more than like, just like Graveyard If, if I them. knew I was playing against Graveyard decks, I would not even put this in my deck. Because there'll be, like, that one guy who has, like, one fetch. And yep. he's like, oh, I gotta crack this fetch. <laughs> They just murder you and unleash the graveyard player. And you're like, did you have a plan for that tomb reanimate? Like, no, I just needed to use my fetch to cast like a mana rock, dude. That's like, that's what happened. So this is not graveyard hate. It'll just draw ire and like yeah, get yourself removed from the game. It does hate, graveyard yeah. hate. Like you, you cast it and you wipe the graveyard. Like it does. Yeah. It and does then it. you die shortly. And then after. you die. <laughs> no, Ashok dies shortly. After. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, this okay. seems like okay. a very it's a, it's good. A like I, I'll a. take it. I'll take it down to B because it is not the, it the is last card, which is kind of controversial, which I actually don't have a good opinion on. Uh, Stone Speaker Crystal. It's a Hedron Archive. It's a four mana don't artifact. Dare. Tap to add two colorless, but two mana tap, sack it, exile any number of target players' graveyards, draw a card. This is so much better than is that Hedron worth Archive. It? This is like, it's not even comparable. Hedron Archive is garbage tier. Like, F F tier. I would fail it. If somebody brought it as a magic card design, what? I would F it. But then Stone Speaker Crystal, this is like this is actually playable. It's a B. Like if I have a commander that costs like six mana or more, I'll run Stone Speaker Crystal. You know what? It's fine. So I disagree that <clears throat> the Hedron Archive is as bad as Tomer says, but I do agree this is actually better than Hedron Archive. Like given the choice between the two, I would play this one. 
I think this card's decent if you care about getting up to a lot of mana. I, I don't play Hedron Archive as much as I want to, but if you're trying to ramp into six, eight mana things, I think this is a pretty reasonable mana rock. And then you get the upside like a Mind Stone in the late game when you don't need the extra mana. Not only do you get to draw a card, but you get to exile any number of your opponent's graveyards. It doesn't hit your graveyard. So I think I should probably play this card more in certain decks. So maybe like B to maybe a low B because there's not a ton of decks that are going to want its effect. But yeah. I think it's a solid B-ish card. Bees. But B, I, give think it a C. I think it's a C. It's defendable that you play this, but you probably shouldn't play it. <laughs> like, like the four mana, was it Thran Power Stone? Four mana add three, like straight up better. Like just play that over Hedron Archive or Stone Speaker Crystal. I guess if you're going on Hedron Archive plan, Stone Speaker Crystal is okay. But like how often are you cracking it? And if you yeah. want to crack it, you probably want to draw two cards anyway. So. No, <laughs> you you crack it because you you have to because the opponent is going to pop off of their graveyards, and then you could do it. I, I can see that. I mean, it's defendable that you play this, but I, I'm not very pleased about this. I'd rather just play Power Stone or uh, Thran Dynamo, sorry, or like just real ramp. Like, what if you pick, <laughs> played four mana green ramp, uh, attempt with discovery or whatever, and throw down a Bajuka Bog and Scavenger Grounds? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah i don't really like this card but it's it's defendable i think also for hedron archive stands uh and also stone speaker crystal people say like oh it only costs two mana to activate but that's not true it's actually four mana to activate because you have to tap this and then pay two mana and this usually taps for two so your event you're paying four mana to get this which is a lot to keep up but like <laughs> it's eight mana draw two or eight mana draw one exile graveyards and I, i've seen seth pay more than that so <laughs> yeah. i can see why he likes this to make a clue and then pay two more mana to crack the clue <laughs> i do it again <laughs> crim is this playable it's a C, right? I, I think this card is like good in a like an Eldrazi deck, maybe something like that, because you want the big mana. Uh, but the again, this this probably has like almost no home, but outside of those decks, so yeah, probably a C to trending towards a D, maybe a C. Okay. Maybe. So that's most of the graveyard here. I think we've hit kind of all the big ones. Uh, we've hit most of the categories. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think about Bajuka Bog and Deathrite Shaman. I'm curious. Those are like kind of the most controversial ones. I guess Blessed Respite, but we're not going to count that. Oh, so Deathrite Shaman and Bajuka Bog. Let us know in the comments what you think about these cards. Are they, are they overrated? Are they underrated? Are they exactly rated? Do you actually play these cards? And do you count them as graveyard hate? Because I would believe a lot of people actually play Deathrite Shaman, but how many times do you actually pick off the, the thing you need to pick? Uh, so let us know in the comments and then we'll see you all here back next week. See you everyone.